Welcome to the Calvary Family Ministry Podcast. Our goal is to come alongside you as you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Our hope is to support, encourage, and equip both parents and families with practical words and stories from the Bible, but also people in our community as well. Our hope is also that through this podcast, you would feel more connected, not just to Calvary, but to the God of all creation. Recently, I've really um, come to understand the importance of being still with God and kind of the abiding with him to be able to find those affirming truths. So I might know them. I mean, the, the word is full of them and I have great friends that have so much wisdom and coworkers that have wisdom, but unless I'm still enough to experience the actual peace that God, God gives, my mind is just all over the place. My anxiety about whether or not we should be leaving the house. I mean, in the beginning of this, we were, we were literally wiping everything down. And if you do this still, that's, that's awesome. But every piece of thing that would come into our house, like I was, you know, changing and washing clothes right away because I just had no idea or concept of what coronavirus was. It was in the early days. And so we've certainly adapted and, and shifted since then. But there were moments and there have been days where the anxiety has just been so high that sometimes I can, I can check in with God and fuel up and be present with him. And I'm good for the day. I'm good for a couple hours. And there have certainly been days though, where I walk away and three minutes later, I'm like, wait a second, I need to go like, all right, God, this is the day it's going to be is like every three minutes we're just doing this check-in because I can't get it together. And the stress and the anxiety are just kind of overtaking. And so for me, it really is the affirmation. I know where to find the words themselves, but it's the practice of being present with God that really allows those truths to kind of sink in and be real to me. So that's been, yeah, that's been my daily practice most days, some days, the days I I really need it (laughs) if you catch me on a good day. So another thing that we wanted to just talk about that I think is really relevant and important to make sure that we address is not just affirming your being, you know, affirmation of yourself, truth seeking, as far as what God says about us as parents, us as um, his children, um, where are, you know, that we are enough because he is enough, right? We may not be enough, but he is enough but also this idea of advocating for others, advocating for ourselves and others. And so what does that look like in this world of parenting? And even, I mean, our world is just, everybody has opinions, right? Somebody referenced social media earlier. And so I can wake up and and if I make the mistake of opening my Instagram or my Facebook first thing, it is overwhelming the amount of opinions there are on all the things. And so how have you guys chosen to walk through this with, um, with your friends, family, how, how do you find yourself advocating for what you need in this season and setting boundaries in that and really advocating for your friends and family that are making really tough decisions for themselves also? Um, for me, I think it just wrote like, it sounds kind of a certain kind of way, but I have to actually think about like, okay, what is in this person's life? Like, I try to think about their actual life. Like, look, all these things are different than how it is for me. Like their circumstance may be different. And it generally, I mean, always is different or um, their kids are different or their ages. There's just, I try to, I wouldn't say put myself in their shoes, but just to acknowledge that like we are different. And so there are so many things right out the gate that I could say, well, of course we're going to make different decisions or we're going to think about it differently. Um, so just remembering that, not anyone is in my exact situation. Not anyone is in a friend's exact situation or, you know, all of us here have totally different 
things. And so I have to consciously remind myself of that. And when I don't know someone's situation, I just have to remind myself that I don't know their situation. And I think that's really cliche. And we hear that all the time. Like, we don't know, you know, they're, what they're going through or whatever. But, um, you know, I think for me years ago, I was in kind of a crisis situation. And I remember walking around kind of thinking like, you don't know what I'm going through. Like I might look a certain way or, 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 or treat you a certain way or make, I don't know, just there would be an aura about me, but you don't know what I'm going through. And so sometimes something as silly as like in traffic, if I've got an issue with the way someone's driving or which is, I mean, I have a lot of issues. And so I will, but I will have to tell myself like, Brianna, they could have just gotten some horrible news or they could be going through some horrible thing. And of course, of course I would go to the extreme. It may not be extreme, but I like, yeah, that's where I go. Um, so it's just actually intentionally reminding myself that like, I actually have no actual clue what's going on in their heart, in their mind and in their circumstances. And so for me, it's a lot of that reminding myself, like, you don't know, you don't know all that you think, you know, I think about that too. And I also think, think about on social media, somebody had shared a, like, I don't mean whatever. And it was like, practice this. I'm sure, you know, oh, you chose virtual. I'm sure, oh, wow. I'm sure that was a really hard decision for you to make. And then it was like all the options, you know, oh, you chose hybrid. Oh, I'm sure that was a really hard decision for you to make. You chose homeschool. Like that should just, it, it was a really hard decision for everybody to make. So in terms of schooling specifically, as we're talking about, you know, we know that it wasn't like an easy decision necessarily. So, you know, being supportive in that way. And then like, also I, 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 I was a teacher, so I'm like super, you know, sensitive to like the role people may think teachers are playing. Like you're an essential worker. No person at Starbucks showed up to work. Like even like being hard on districts for the decisions they voted on. Like I feel like they're a part of the puzzle too. And so we need to, as best as we can, especially as Christians, like be kind in, in, in how we talk about them too, because like they're disappointed about other things as well about the school year. You know, I saw a picture of the classroom that the teachers were going to have to be told is like the, um, you know, met protocol. And I like cried because I was like, there's no teacher that's like loving the idea of this being the in-person scenario, but it's about, they love your kid, you know? So that's kind of like, where I'm at when I'm thinking about the schools and like what they're dealing with as well. Like wherever this ends up, there's somebody loving your kid, whether it's you as the sole teacher or the bus driver who's dealing with however many kids can or cannot be sitting in a seat in a man or a shield or whatever else it is. So <laughs> we're all in it. <laughs> I love what you said, what both of you said, but I'm, it reminds me of the verse that talks about, as Christians, right, let our speech be what is good for building others up. It does not mean that we we all agree or that we think all the same things, but practicing being able to communicate that without um, tearing one another down because you're both right. It's it's hard. We don't know what each other's going through. We don't know what weighs into that. And so every family really is tasked with making the best decision for them in particular. I'm like a talker. So I'm also like a talk out my feelings and my processes. Mm. And at the same time as that's good, I've learned there's got to be a wisdom in how you're dealing with that. Like I can't be on the phone talking to my mom at length about this, acting like that's fixing something that only God could fix. But at the same time, I should have safe people 
that I could talk to that I know are going to even hold me accountable, nicely reminding me about mm. that all, you know, at the same time. So at some point, like you are allowed to totally say, I feel frustrated. I feel disappointed. I feel discouraged, but to the right people. So that's something I've noticed about myself. Yeah. And well, and that brings us to it. That's a perfect segue into the third point of this idea of boundaries and having your safe people. What does that look like? And you, you spoke to that a little bit, Andrea, you know, having boundaries in when we're talking about what we're talking about. I also think to, you know, talk to process and think, but you spot on wisdom as far as who, who are those people and knowing who those people are going to be for you that they might even have made different decisions, but are they safe people for you to process your own thoughts? So I make a decision for Wyatt. And then a month in, I'm like, wait a second, I don't know if this was the right decision. Do you have safe people in your life that you can process that with that aren't going to make you feel like, well, see, I told you so. Like, obviously that was not the right decision. And how, how do you, how do you figure out who those people are and have the right boundaries in your life? There's got to be, I would say, people who are able to hold you accountable in the nicest of ways and lovingly tell you the truth, like, you know, whatever that would need to be. I just feel like all these questions are revealing that I'm clearly a work in progress. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another question I am struggling through. Good Lord. I'll never be afraid to tell you that. Um, I just think this whole pandemic thing is like kind of pulling that out of me like Hmm. okay suddenly like I've had to or I feel like there's a sense of like I need to prioritize like yeah it's time to figure that out for real I mean I Mm -hmm. thought I had a sense of that and I do have good people in my life but when you know you can only see a certain number of people or a certain you have to kind of pick and choose who your Mm -hmm. people are that sounds horrible but you know what I mean I mean we're all in the situation that we understand and Mm -hmm you know, technology is great, but it's also exhausting for me to only connect that way. Um, I think anyway, I think this whole season has kind of pulled that out and made me realize like, okay, you need to decide like what's worth it. What's worth your time. Who's worth it. What kind of relationships, what's the lack that I feel right now. And, and how do I go about discerning how to move forward? And I think that really is, you know, Jeremiah and I have been talking a lot about that. Like how, what do we need right now? And what kind of things are most important? What's rising to the surface when kind of everything was taken away? And so mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's an easy process. And I think sometimes you try and you put yourself out there and it's like, oh, you know, come back, recoil, like this is not working or it is. And, um, but I do think it's so meaningful and significant to have people in your life that are, it's like a safe zone and, um, and to be that for other people too. I would agree, Andrea, like, you know, with my husband, I can do that. And, um, but even then, like, I know for him, I'm like, good Lord, I hope you have some people that you're talking to, because I know I can be a lot, like I am externally processed. I literally cannot figure something out unless I'm talking out loud about it. And I'm, it's a train wreck. And so I'm, you know, he needs people and I need people. And there's just different perspectives that are perspectives that are good and right to get. So, um, but it's hard, I think. And, um, figuring out boundaries in terms of, again, what we're consuming. And, but yeah, I just think everything holds a lot more weight. And so what is worth it and for our kids and what's worth the risk and not is um, kind of what I'm in the middle of. I would say this. I think that another thing that this whole pandemic has kind of brought to the attention, especially you know, thinking of myself, is you, you go through life a lot of days and when things are going good, there isn't always a need. Like you don't feel like you have a need 
for anybody in your life. And, you know, you could kind of get on your own track with your family, maybe even without your family, right? But get on kind of your own track and, and go through life doing your own thing and everything is good, right? Things are good, work's good, home's good, kids are good, school's good, you know, all the finances are good, all that kind of stuff. And then a pandemic drops in your lap and you realize potentially how isolating your life has been because you, you've, you haven't had those, maybe those moments that you've gone through or you haven't invited people into your life to, to help you process different things because in your mind, life has been good, right? Uh, and so right now, you know, we're five months into this circumstance. I think it's been very apparent that we need each other, mm-hmm. right? We, we really need to lean in on each other. And yeah, not everybody's a safe person because they're, they're going to tear you down just to tear you down. We, we've seen all that stuff on social media and in, in, other, in other forums where people just enjoy tearing other people down for their decisions and for what they believe in. But we need people in our lives that are willing not only to tell us and support us and encourage us and, and tell us the good things, but also in our lives that are willing to, to speak truth in love mm-hmm. and, and, and to steer us in a direction, even though it may be painful or it may be unpleasant, but as a part of that also is to receive that well, right? Yeah. Whatever that feedback is. So, you know, getting that support and having those, those safe people in your life, it's a, it's a two-way street. It's not just getting information from them or getting a word from them but it's how you receive it and, and apply it to your life is, is, is kind of that next step. And so kind of identifying those people. And certainly I know not every family circumstance is the same, but you know, if you're married out there, you know, certainly having conversations with your spouse needs to be at the top of the list. They, they need to be a safe person for you to, to talk to, you know, we can't always just keep running back to our friends and, and avoiding our spouses in these conversations because then that could create other circumstances for us. Uh, but yeah, have those safe people in your life and then be willing to accept and, you know, modify, you know, whatever, whatever they may give, whatever feedback they may give you. That's really good. It reminds me, Dave, of a, this was, this is not pandemic related, but it is very much what you're talking about um, years ago. So our oldest daughter is on the spectrum and during her growing up and schooling years um it was hidden for a while i would say probably not for my husband and i but certainly it was undiagnosed for for a season and in the midst of her her receiving her diagnosis and deciding what school choice would be the best for us we had some options in front of us it was hard and one of the unique things about our daughter is she she really is is brilliant and god has given her just an amazing intellect and use of her words. And, and she's, she's amazing. I'm so proud of her. Um, and yeah, he's just given her an interesting gift set, but there were some real struggles that she was facing in school and, and we needed to address. And so I remember being in this situation where so distraught over what is the right decision. We, we moved to the Satterton school district. We loved the Satterton school district. It's a good school. We love it proud of it, like go Satterton, but there was a season where it might not have been the best place for her. And so, you know, we were working with the district to figure out where the best placement for her would be. And a good friend of mine said, um, you know, Jess, 
you know, I was like, but I, I want her to receive the best education. You know, is she going to get into college if she switches schools? You know, what, what is that going to look like? Right. All these things that we, we, we think matter and do matter. I don't want to minimize them, but really that was the focus. And she said, Jess, do you care more about Nadia's heart or about her mind? And, you know, God gives us our kids to care about their hearts and them as a whole person. And so that, it was beautiful. I mean, it was so precious and it was that truth word that I needed to refocus on the fact that, yes, Lord, like you've given me a whole child, not, yes, she has a brilliant mind and, and God is good and he's going to do things with that. He has a plan and he's sovereign. And in that moment, I needed to be reminded that my daughter was more than her brain. She was more than the school she was going to graduate from. She was more than her circumstances. And I, it was more important to, to parent her heart and to love her heart and her as a whole person. And so we all need those people in our lives. And so absolutely parents, one of the ways of getting through a pandemic is identifying the people in your life. Um, and if you don't have any, like reach out to us. We, we want to be a support system to you in that we need people in our lives who are willing to speak truth over us in love um, and remind us of God's truth in those moments when, you know, the waves are coming, right? Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and the wave is coming to take him. And we all have those moments where those waves look way bigger than the power of God. Um, yeah, that's good stuff. Really good stuff. Well, I'm just going to wrap up with this last question to, to you all. You all just referenced this idea of facing truths uh, in the midst of a pandemic that we might not have had to face before, realizing and recognizing things about ourselves that are like, oh, okay, that's there. That is stressful in and of itself. Like going through all this growth that, that the pandemic has kind of forced us into being around our kids and our spouses and our families and our neighbors, you know, as intimately as we have been forced into doing the past five or six months. It's awesome if you're coasting and this is just, you're living your best life right now. I don't know that that's most of us, at least all the time, you know, maybe we have seasons of that, but it's okay to be anxious and stressed. This amount of change this amount of decision-making in the midst of unknown is incredibly traumatic. So you, you go to make a decision and it changes tomorrow. It might change tonight. Living in the midst of that is stressful in and of itself. How do we kind of talk through this idea that we are all experiencing anxiety and stress to different levels? And what do we do in that, um, yeah, in, in this season where there is stress and anxiety? This is like God being able to show my kids whether only, even though they're only six and three, that like he, mommy needs Jesus, just mm -hmm. like we tell you, you need Jesus, that like, it's okay. Like, you know, you, you think you're going to have to tell them that, you know, you don't want to see them in a mask. You don't want to see them, you know, accepting what we know was not our reality. And there are parts of it that they're going to express to us that they're having a hard time with. Um, and then there's a part of that that's like, you know, I have the opportunity here to show them how I'm dealing with this is, is enough, that God is enough to take my worries, to take my failings as they happen in real time. And I admit them to my kids and ask for forgiveness for that. that that's the same Jesus who is here for all of us in, in that moment. And I have to believe that like, God isn't gonna waste any of this in building our family to be better for it at the end of it. And, and that doesn't mean that it's not hard to have to do things a different way, to be inconvenienced and totally pushed to your, what you think is your brink, 
you know, like I love my family. Do I love them enough to be with them virtually in this house all the time? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I'm saying like, there's gotta be a release and I've got to find a way to stay tethered to, to Jesus and admit when I need a break and find out how we can release each other, my husband and I, and give our kids the grace and joy that we want them to have daily. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I'm always a big fan of like embracing the fact that it's hard. Like it, I personally don't, well, that's not true. I was going to say, I don't think it helps anyone to hide when you're, when you have anxiety, but I, I don't, I think that's not a good way to put it. Um, I think there's really, there's a lot of good to people who can draw out the positive parts, the optimism. I think that's very valuable, but I also think particularly in this season of a pandemic and, you know, has, I heard you say it just once, like this is a trauma and then there's a recurring trauma. It's like every day it's again, an uncertainty. So I think while the optimism and the silver linings are good and, and we need to cling to those and, and ultimately, you know, our hope and security in the, in, in God and, and Jesus and what they have, what it, you know, his presence and his love and his provision for us. I think in this specific season, it is a desert type of season that, that we can't just wish it away or we can't just act like things are fine. We, we cannot actually go back to normal. We cannot actually escape to some of those things we escaped to before. And I think we, we have to just face this, the reality of what we're dealing with. It is a desert type thing. And this is, and God brings his people in the desert to connect with him. And he, and that is where we will learn like, and we will, yeah, he will help us learn. Like we are works in progress and that he's going to get us to trust him. Like we're going to trust him, but it's not going to be, it's, it's, I think Dave, you said it earlier too, that like some, when things are going good, we're good. Everything's good. We're fine. We're, we're rolling every, all the, you know, we're dotting our eyes, crossing our T's and it's good. But I think in the desert, we need to just embrace it honestly and struggle through it. And that may mean allowing your kids to as well, letting it show. I think that's important. Trying to just, I've been trying to just ask my kids more questions and I feel like I sound like an interrogator a lot of times, but I'm just like, you know, to try to pull it out of them and remind them, yeah, that like, you know, when I tell them we can pray that Jesus would help them to be brave for new things, that they can be brave in the sadness or, you know, I'm scared. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we can do it. And God is with us. I love both of what you said and Dave, I want to get your thoughts, but that just so much made me think, I think sometimes we forget, right? Last night, my husband and I are in the car and I'm like, I just don't know what God's trying to teach me. And he laughs out loud and he's like, patience. And I'm like, yeah, well, it, it really stinks to be learning patience because that means that there's circumstances around us that are making me want to be impatient, right? And what you said about, like, we need to be brave, not in the moments when it's easy to be brave, like bravery is required when there's actual, when there's fear, when there's uncertainty, right? And so love what you said that in this season of so much unknown and in the desert, learning dependence on God means that we're probably being stripped of other things that we were leaning on. And that's really scary and it's really hard. And yet the silver lining, right, is that God is, we're going to be more dependent on him at the end of this. And that's beautiful, but in the midst of it, it really stinks. And so it's all this like bittersweet, weird, tension of all that truth that yeah so i love i love what you guys said it's it's interesting to me the bible talks a lot about stress and anxiety and 
and anxiousness and, and those sorts of things. And so that's not a new thing, you know, uh, it's, it's one of those things that humankind has been dealing with, you know, for thousands of years. And, and I love how Paul talks about it in, in Philippians chapter four, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And he doesn't say that with some sort of like, but if you're really going through this, or if you're really struggling with that, or if there's a global pandemic going on, no, no, no. rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, he goes on to say, then let your gentleness be evident to all. And I think that's just a great reminder for us from the word that through this time when we talk about what other people are making decisions, what decisions they're making, gentleness in our, in our replies and our responses, right? Uh, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And here, you know, here's verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And verse seven wraps it up. He says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I just love that. I love that, that, that truth. I love that reminder that, you know, even in the midst of anxious times in those moments, right? Go to the Lord. Don't be anxious, but by prayer and petition, go to the Lord and the peace, right? The peace of God that transcends all understanding, like this peace that we just can't understand. It will guard your heart and it will guard your mind in Christ Jesus. And so it will allow us to, even in those anxious moments, even in those moments where we're struggling, his peace will overcome us. And I, I think that's just a great reminder. Seek the Lord and uh, his peace will help you through all of that. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to get connected, there are a couple ways you can do that. There's a Facebook group, Calvary Families, which we'd love for you to join, or you can send us an email. Our email address is family at calvary-church.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, they got it, Bobby.